Hi, I'm Adriana Kelly. And I'm Cy Musiker. And, and this, this is Curtain Call. Call. We're back highlighting the coolest and most ambitious arts and culture here in the foothills, the valley, and beyond. And on this episode, we're featuring the real Roy Rogers, an up-and-coming country band from Sacramento, and the Wild and Scenic Film Festival back in the theaters. Let's start with a pair of blues rockers. The cat's in the bag, the bag's in the river, and the river runs deep, and the deep stays down. But I thought your eyes, the lies getting bigger, don't lead them to the needle in the haystack. The deep stays down, the deep stays down. The river runs deep, and the deep stays down. The deep stays down, the deep stays down. The river runs deep. Sisters Rebecca and Megan Lavelle are Larkin Poe, named for their great-great-great-great-grandfather. They grew up near Atlanta, and their music draws from a deep river of southern rock and blues. Larkin Poe's new album is full of gritty masterpieces. That's my opinion. Uh, Rebecca plays guitar and sings lead vocals, and Megan rips on a lap steel guitar, an instrument that's uh, more commonly used in Hawaiian music and Western swing. And they've been playing together since the early 2000s and have backed everyone from Elvis Costello to Keith Urban. Larkin Poe sounds so tough and good, and we get all that power in the cozy Center for the Arts in Grass Valley, February 7th. Bring your dancing shoes. Lizzie No writes folk songs about the agony of being young and in love, or heartbroken anyway, kind of like most young singer-songwriters, but her songs are better, and she sings them with uncommon beauty and grace. Honey, you, you can get on a train, take it to another town, leave your friends behind. And you, you could even change your clothes, throw away your blue jeans. Trade him for a suit and tie. Lizzie No plays guitar and harp, so I guess she fits the indie folk rock category, as long as the category includes both Joni Mitchell and Jason Isbell. Lizzie No plays Harlow's Starlet Room in Sacramento on Sunday night, February 5th. And we have to mention another longtime folk guitarist, equally at home in blues and jazz. It's Leo Kotke, who plays like an angel, and he's at the Center for the Arts on February 10th, if you don't know his music, you should. Roy Rogers was one of my heroes as a kid, and I'm referring to the singing cowboy. While Cap Kelly, looking mighty pale, was standing by the sheriff's side, and when that sheriff said, I'm sending you to jail, Wildcat raised his head and cried Oh, give me land, lots of land Under starry skies above Don't fence me in Let me ride through the wide open country that I love I love that! That's adorable! (laughs) But back in the 80s, I started hearing about another Roy Rogers, a Bay Area slide guitar player with a fine Delta Blues style.
Guitarist Roy Rogers grew up in Vallejo playing guitar and catching a bus into San Francisco to hear bluesmen like B.B. King at the Fillmore. He's played with Bonnie Raitt and produced Grammy-winning albums for John Lee Hooker, and we've got a soft spot for him, partly because he's a Nevada City resident. Rogers has a concert coming up in Grass Valley, so we talked to him at KVMR and asked him how he got started playing guitar. I had a guitar teacher who put me in the direction of like Johnny Guitar Watson, Chuck Berry, B.B. King when I was young. The thing that really changed me is I wanted to see all the blues guys. Something struck me when I heard Muddy Waters, B.B. King, saw B.B. King when he played Vallejo, the last time he played Vallejo Vets Hall, 67. We helped him with their gear up the steps. I mean, you, were, you know, those were the days. Volunteer roadie. Yeah, indeed. The thing that really changed me though was my older brother brought home a Robert Johnson record. Nobody ever really taught me slide guitar. I just listened to that record, wore the first one out, had to buy another one. It was always about that feel of the blues that got me. It was putting yourself on the line and what that meant. And that got me right away as a kid. Still does. So you've collaborated with a lot of people. Ramblin' Jack Elliott, but also Bonnie Raitt and Taj Mahal and others. But you've spent uh, quite a bit of time with John Lee Hooker. You toured with him, you were in his band, and you produced a couple of Grammy-winning records. So what did you learn from John Lee Hooker, Mr. Boom Boom? What do you learn from John Lee Hooker? You learned about life. I can't put it any other way because he, he was his music, his music was him. There was no difference. He lived it, breathed it. I ain't gonna be, I ain't gonna be, baby, a fool no more. These guys, they're writing their own books, the way they live their lives. And there's so much to be learned from that, not just through the music, but the way they deliver it. We like to talk about it. You know, you interview a guy like me, but like those guys, they didn't have to talk about it. They just did it. And that's what you strive for, I think, in whatever kind of music you play, you know. Don't try to play like somebody else. I was always told, try to find your own sound and stick with it. Charles Brown told me that. A great blues singer and piano player. Yeah. Merry Christmas, baby. He wrote that. And as John Lee Hooker would say, it's got to have feeling. I always worry about a musical genre where there are foundations and societies to sustain it, you know, like the Sacramento Blues Society. And you've been playing the blues for, I don't know, 60 years. So what's the state of the music? It's healthy. Uh, There's all kinds of young blues acts coming up, but there's all kinds of young people uh, playing blues and roots. I I would expand it, roots music, you know. There's all kinds of music that people are discovering through younger players. And it always has to be uh, played by a new generation to survive. And it's not going to sound the same, nor nor should it. I heard your parents named you Roy Rogers because uh, it was your brother's favorite TV star. Have you forgiven him? Ah, there, first of all, my dear, there, there's nothing right? to forgive. Um, I was born in 50, and so it was a little before the TV days, but it was the Republic Pictures days, and uh, they thought it would be very cute to name me Roy Rogers. And I love telling people that it's it's my real name and not the Cowboys. The, the Cowboys' name is Leonard Sly, S-L-Y-E. I love pointing that out. So, so I'm the real Roy Rogers. My favorite story that I've told uh, many times, I was actually nominated for a Grammy 
the same year as Roy Rogers, the Cowboy. So we're both in New York. Neither one of us won. Saw him at the awards show and said, I'm you're not my namesake. We're both staying at the, at the same hotel down from Radio City Music Hall. They used to have the Grammys there. I have a car coming to pick me up, to take me to JFK Airport. And they call me up at the front desk. And they say, Mr. Rogers, your car's here. And the car driver, he says, Roy Rogers, I'm a big fan of yours. I love slide guitar. Get in this car. So we're on our way. We cross the East River, cross the bridge over to JFK. Having this great conversation with this driver. And the speakerphone comes on with the dispatcher, you know, and he says, who the hell you got in the car? He says, I got Roy Rogers. No, you don't. I got Roy's limo to the airport. He probably never forgave me for that. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about the songs that uh, we might hear at this show in February. You're playing with the Delta Rhythm Kings? We're a power trio, so we let it fly. And we'll play some traditional blues, but really it's messing with it. It's rocking. Here we go. slide guitarist Roy Rogers soloing on Shake Your Moneymaker, a song he says he always plays in concert. Roy Rogers and the Delta Rhythm Kings, who are Steve Ehrman on bass and Kevin Hayes on drums, uh, plays the Center for the Arts on February 11th. The Blue Ridge in the Southern Appalachians breeds some great country musicians. Matt Heckler with Left for Dead, such an eerie and beautiful song. Uh, Heckler is self-taught on fiddle and banjo, and he mixes styles, Romany with Appalachian traditional, and a bit of Irish punk. And I like to think Heckler would fit in here in the foothills. He left music for a while to work as an arborist. Matt Heckler plays Goldfields in Sacramento on February 11th. Now, here's a band from Patterson, California with a very different sound. Yo me pierdo en tu mirada cada vez Cuando tú me miras con tus ojitos de miel En verdad me tienes bien hipnotizado Quiero sentir tu presencia cada rato Te pido que me abraces fuertemente Solo tú y yo hasta el final de la muerte Tus caricias me quitan lo estresado Solo tú me entiendes, por eso yo a ti te amo Esteban Armado with their song Hasta la Muerte, To the Bitter End 
off their newest album called Nostalgia. And the brothers Tovar, that's Pedro and Brian, lead this band. And their young stars, the sad Ciareño sound. Uh, that's a mashup of Mexican regional folk styles and kind of emo, kind of sad. Uh, Nostalgia is the first regional Mexican album to make the top 10 on the Billboard charts. So they're really quite huge. Esleban Armado plays the Bob Hope Theater in Stockton, February 11th. Uh, Tig Nataro is famous for her 2012 stand-up performance in which she announced a diagnosis of breast cancer. So maybe it's no surprise that she specializes in a very dry sense here's, here's of self-deprecating humor. I had gone with my wife uh, this one night to a movie premiere and came home with a terrible pain in my stomach, and I just thought... I'm sure this is no big deal. My health issues always end up not being anything anyway. <laughs> so I'm sure this is also nothing. And my wife, Stephanie, said, you know, I don't think we should take any chances, um, so I'm going to call 911 since you can't walk. <laughs> and um, she did. And I'm telling you, general admission at the Greek, a gigantic fireman showed up at our bedroom door. He was, he was huge. He was over six feet tall, muscles out to here, fireman pants, suspenders, no shirt. Tignataro, she's just so honest about her life and still finds humor in the tragedy. And even if you don't know Tig from her podcasts and stand-up specials, you may love her as a badass for her roles on the latest Star Trek spinoff and as a chatty survivor in the Netflix zombie flick, Army of the Dead. Tignataro plays Mondavi Center February 11th. Also on the 11th, the Lyric Rose Theater Company is holding a fundraiser. Lyric Rose is a brand new Nevada City theater company overseen by David Endicott Hicks. And his production of Into the Woods last month was just fabulous. Uh, Well-staged and directed and sung with Endicott Hicks uh, directing and co-starring. So go to the Wild Eye Pub and listen to members of the company sing excerpts from Into the Woods in a fundraiser for Lyric Rose Theater. They deserve our support. And then Wild Eye Pub is holding a fundraiser for itself. They made it through the pandemic, but now Wild Eye is in a cash crunch and could use some help. That's an all-day Wild Eye Love Fest with many bands performing 12 noon to 9.30 on February 19th, and I guarantee we'll miss them if they go under. Jeremy Denk is one of America's best pianists and perhaps the most thoughtful. Jeremy Dank playing a beautiful Brahms intermezzo. Dank has won a MacArthur Genius Prize and written a highly praised memoir about his love of piano lessons. Who does that? And Dank says he's influenced not so much by other musicians or composers, but by the transcendentalist Ralph Waldo Emerson and the essayist's a rapturous pursuit of distinctly American ideas. It's a bit of work to see him. Jeremy Dank plays Zellerbach Hall for Cal Performances February 12th, and he's at the Gallo Center in Modesto February 14th, where he'll be doing music by the radical American composer Frederick Chefsky, along with some Bach, Schubert, uh, Joplin, and Coleridge Taylor. Sirens screaming down neon lighted streets to 
The classic Temptation song in just a slightly unfamiliar arrangement as performed in the Temptation stage musical Ain't Too Proud to Beg. The touring show is coming to Reno. And it's so much better than most jukebox musicals. I saw the original version uh, when it opened to good reviews and a lot of ticket sales, record setting at the Berkeley Repertory Theater a couple years ago. Uh, the book Ain't Too Proud is by the terrific playwright Dominique Morisot, and she manages to avoid, you know, most of the cliches we dread in jukebox uh, musicals while reminding us why the Temptations were so special. The dance routines alone are worth it. They won choreographer Sergio Trujillo a Tony Award. Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations, plays the Pioneer Center for the Performing Arts in Reno, February 14th through the 19th. I'm noticing a high percentage of fiddlers and guitar pickers on this show, but no apologies, not when they're this good. April Virch is a fine fiddler and step dancer from Rankin, Ontario, kind of near Ottawa. Uh, So our music is Canadiana, I guess that's a thing, uh, blended with American folk and country, and she does a mean step dance, too. Virch is touring this month with a frequent collaborator, Joe Newberry. Missouri-born and a talented songwriter, guitarist, and claw hammer banjo player. April Virch and Joe Newberry are so good together. They play a house concert in Chico February 14th, the Miner's Foundry in Nevada City February 15th, and a concert and workshop at the Strum Shop in Roseville February 18th. Black Joe Lewis is garagey, funk, R&B, and blues reminiscent of Howlin' Wolf and James Brown. Their high-energy shows are a great reminder for why I like to go out. Oh, yeah, having fun and dancing it out with the crowd. (laughs) Their touring band is anywhere from five to ten pieces, complete with horny horns. Yeah, I got to say, I just adore the horns on these arrangements. And as you've pointed out, the raunchiness of this band makes them perhaps kind of limits their appeal. Pro tip, bring earplugs and catch them at the Dip in Reading, February 14th, Harlow's in Sacramento on the 15th, and the Crystal Bay Casino at Lake Tahoe, February 18th. Yeah, last year, the Wild and Scenic Film Festival was all ready to return to live screenings with the pandemic kind of at bay. Uh, But then we had the January 2022 uh, Snowmageddon, and the festival had to scrap their plans for a live festival and go online. So this year, festival director Livia Campos de Menezes is super thrilled to finally be back in theaters. Our theme this year is community. So it's like for us to be in community again, watching films together. Of course, films can be watched at 
your home, your mobile phones or whatever, but it, the experience being in a theater with other people laughing together, crying together, and then talking about films when you are in line or when you uh, meet other people at like workshops and, and things like that, it, it, it's very different, right? So we are really looking forward to having this again. So you said uh, your theme is community. What, what does that mean this year for the films you were selecting? So we were really looking for films that talk about community or how like grassroots movements, right? How can people get together to solve a simple issue to like a big, big issue? So we have a film, for instance, that's called Dem Busters. And it's a lot of different characters in Europe fighting together to remove several different dams. I have seen that one year ago. It was like a desert. Now you can see that nature is coming back and the river is free flowing. Nature comes back and gets its rights. There are a number of films this year about mining. One about a proposed lithium mine in Nevada, which is supported by the Biden administration. And it would help out with battery manufacturing in the US, but, but it's opposed by native populations and environmentalists. And uh, there's also a movie called Bleeding Gold about mining for gold, copper, diamonds, iron, other minerals in Venezuela. And I'm wondering if, if they have a special resonance, if you thought of these movies as being especially pertinent for Nevada County residents as we think about Rise Gold Mine. Definitely. Actually, our Circle X show this year is um, in conjunction with the Mine Watch people because we are fighting against this mine to be reopened, right? So we were looking for films and how communities came together to fight against the same issues that we are fighting locally here. I think it's a wonderful thing for a number of reasons. Well, the mine has been discussed for years and initially I wasn't really at all concerned about it. When the environmental review did come out, I have to say it's one of the worst ones I've ever seen. The other film I really loved was uh, Bad Bugs, which is a claymation a cartoon about bad bugs and the good bugs that eat them. And it's by 10-year-old director Bryn Wright yeah. from Carlsbad, California, 10 years old. So, so what prompted you to pick that one? We are always looking to see if we can find films for kids made by kids. Now here's a black widow. It's not harmful for a garden, but they're harmful for kids and they hide in mischievous places. One idea is to let some lizards live in your yard. Mmm. And this one just was like, oh my gosh, I, I have to have this. So we are playing at the at the Deloro. We are using this for our school programs that we have um, in partnership with local schools as well. And yeah, I'm sure kids will love it. There's a bunch of other films, but let me just say, I wonder about the ideals of Wild and Scenic Film Festival and and this idea of giving voice to nature, whether trees or rivers or animals, that can't advocate for themselves. Yeah, I mean, I really, when I got this gift to direct this film festival, it was a really a dream come true because everything that I believe is that film is a tool to spread stories that matter. Um, so we are so proud to be a platform for these filmmakers to, like you said, advocate to, to the air, to the, to the salmon, to the trees that otherwise cannot. I mean, I'm, I'm so proud of the lineup of films we have this year because they do that in a way that is also entertaining. 
because when you can bring someone else that not necessarily would be thinking about the environment and learn oh that's why we should protect this national park so i can go there and climb so my grandkids would be able to go there and climb as well so that's a very powerful tool that cinema can do the Wild and Scenic Film Festival runs February 16th through the 20th with screenings at the Nevada Theater, the Deloro, the Miners Foundry, Center for the Arts, and other venues in the Twin Cities. What a nice idea. The Crazy Horse Saloon is presenting Kyle Palooza this month, a two-night birthday <laughs> tribute to Foothill Bluegrass prodigy Kyle Ledson. There's a wall in my mind and it's too tall for me to climb. So I'll sit by the railroad track and spend the time that I'll forget back. So I'll stare at this blank page write my thoughts but I don't know what to say sometimes I'll The first night, Ledson leads Cosmic Frog, his electric jam band. And the next night, Ledson, who is equally at home, flat-picking a guitar or playing mandolin, leads his main band, that's Broken Compass, with Django Ruckrich on guitar and Maylin Hyrant on fiddle. She is so good. And Sam Jacobs on bass. Kyle Palooza is February 17th and 18th. And uh, Ledson is turning 21, so he'll finally be old enough to drink a beer at the Crazy Horse Legally. <laughs> Congratulations, Kyle. Here's another local band, more country rock than bluegrass. That Sacramento's Ariel Jean Band featuring three sisters, Ariel Jean, Amanda Joy, and Aubrey Ann. They grew up singing harmony together in Loomis, and Ariel Jean leads the band and writes most of the songs. I grew up listening to like Miranda Lambert, and so the inspiration definitely came from, you know, her songs and also just like the power from the woman side of that. The band has a local hit with Coors Light Country Girl, a song that both celebrates female power and revels in all the cliches of commercial country, in which every song, it seems, is about a beer, a girl, and a truck. I talked to the sisters while they were catching a cup of coffee at a Starbucks on their way from one gig to another, and sister Amanda Joy says the band is trying to redefine what it means to be a country music loving party girl. For us to write a song, Honky Tonk Queen, that's about a girl who can kind of control a stage and make it in Nashville. Or um, we have a song called Wonder Woman, which is literally just about a girl who- Woman empowerment. Yeah, she stands up for her rights, the fact that she can vote, the fact that she isn't owned by anyone else. Wandering through the rain at night In the pale moonlit sky I settle in my horse and ride Drink our memories with 
The sisters play a series of acoustic shows, first at Handel's Pub in Placerville on Valentine's Day, February 14th. Then they're at the Club Car in Auburn, February 17th, the Lincoln Speakeasy, February 18th, and the Ariel Jean Full Band will be rocking and stomping at Goldfield, Sacramento, February 18th. Okay, time's up. We really have to go. And if you've missed any of this show, just download our podcast at kvmr.org. And please support this community radio station. I'm Cy Musiker. And I'm Adriana Kelly. And, and this, this is Curtain Call, Call coming, coming to you from, from KVMR-FM, KVMR FM, Nevada, Nevada City. City.